0: Good morning. Welcome to the Big Book Anon workshop. My name is Tim. I'm an alcoholic and an addict and some other things as well. Could we please have a moment's silence? This workshop is for members of Al-Anon, Es anon or other Anon fellowships or those interested in the subject matter. We will examine the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous as they can be practiced to solve the problems arising out of alcoholism or addiction in someone we are close to. We're not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. Our views are our own and do not reflect the position taken by any particular 12-step fellowship. This is not a substitute for membership of or attendance of a 12-step fellowship. We aim merely to share our experience. If that experience is beneficial, we're pleased. Each week, a number of presenters will present on the stepping question. There will then be room for questions and answers plus discussion. The sessions will last an hour or so. During each session, send the organisers any questions you have using the chat function. We're recording this session. Audio recordings of the workshop plus written materials are made available at the workshop blog. Links are posted during the meeting. Today, we're examining step four. Uh, in particular, the page 67 questions, also sometimes called the fourth column. I'll start off by giving a formal presentation of my understanding of the step. There will then be other speakers who will go into more detail about how their experience informs their understanding of the step. I'm just going to share a screen with everyone. and. There's a little prayer to start us off here. Cause me to have all the honesty, open mindedness, willingness I may need here and now. I ask for the guidance, love and wisdom that I need to work through this process and gain the most I can at this time. I'm as willing as I can be to set aside everything I even think I know about this area, this way of life, so that my chances for an open mind and to be teachable are better, so that I may realize your three spiritual gifts, awakening to you, to be the love I am, and to be the individual you created me as. Thank you. So the passages in blue are extracted from the big book. Uh, We're on page 67 here. The notes in black, my notes, uh, all of this is published on the blog. So uh, just to recap where we are right from the beginning. So step one. Step one is I'm in quicksand. I'm sinking very quickly. The more I splash around in it, the worse things get. Something greater than me is going to need to get me out of the mire, the quicksand of my own mind, which spends its whole time attacking you and attacking itself. nod slowly if you identify on any level with that. Um, Step two, something has worked for other people. They're not perfect, it's fine, but they're doing better. Step three, there's a specific program of action which enables me to access that power greater than myself and to let go already. Uh, Step four is we're looking at everything that goes wrong when we are masters of the universe. And our kitchens. Um, We're at the part of I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. we're on the part of step four now. We've worked out why we're upset. And the reason we're so upset is because other people will not obey us. Even we won't obey us. Um, I, I won't obey myself. And then I get angry with myself and not obeying myself. Talk about conflict. Um, but we're looking at this part, having done a little bit of work on forgiveness at. Where we're at fault. And before I get into the detail of this, um, I can't change my feelings. Um, I think Dr. Carl Jung it was who said that all mental illness stems from an attempt to avoid legitimate pain. And I've used all sorts of ways to control my feelings. Uh, In my case, I used drink and drugs and some other addictive behaviors since getting sober. You see, I'm my own chemistry set. So even when I'm not ingesting any chemicals from the outside, I change myself chemically on the inside through, my favorite means is Constant activity, constant action, being eighteen times more competent and effective than I strictly need than a human being strictly needs to be. Constantly scanning every horizon for dangers, shooting down all incoming missiles, control, fix, change, fuss, threat, plan, scheme. All of those wonderful things. Uh, and that will produce chemical reactions within you. I can block out my feelings very successfully by being busy, 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 and everyone claps. They're so relieved that they don't need to do anything. They can just sit there and think about themselves because you're doing their thinking for them. Um, I can't change my feelings, but I sure try. I can't change them. All that happens is I push them down. Um, They always find their way out of the basement, though. I don't know if you've noticed that. There comes a point you cannot run any faster and they've caught up with you. What can I change? I can't. Okay, so I can't change other people. I'm going to repeat that. (laughs) I can't change other people. I can't change the past. I can't change the truth. Um, What what can I change with the help of AA, with the help of Al-Anon, with the help of whatever anon? I can change my beliefs. I can change my thinking. I can't change the thought that comes into my mind. I'm not in charge of that. My physical body seems to be in charge of that. But I am in charge of what I do with that thought once it's come into my mind. And I'm in charge of my behavior. So these page 67 questions are about finding out where I have been at fault. In terms of my beliefs, my thinking and my behavior. So what does it say? Oh, by the way, and the reason to find these things is not to beat myself up. It's so that I know what needs to change. That's all. There's nothing wrong with me. I've just been using the wrong tools. So beliefs, thinking and behaviour are not who I am. They're the tools I've been using to live. Anyone observing me over the last week would would have observed me using a lot of the wrong tools. So we're not fixed. Just FYI. So blue bit. Um, Referring to our list again. Putting out of our minds the wrongs others had done, we resolutely looked for our own mistakes. Where had we been selfish, dishonest, self-seeking and frightened? Though a situation had not been entirely our fault, we tried to disregard the other person involved entirely. Where were we to blame? The inventory was ours, not the other man's. When we saw our faults, we listed them. We placed them before us in black and white. We admitted our wrongs honestly, and were willing to set these matters straight. Uh, Let me just see how much I've got here so I can pace myself. Okay, so we've got eight questions. Now, if, if you're describing a statue and you walk all the way around the statue, from eight different, the eight different cardinal points, north, northeast, east, southeast, south, all the way around, eight different points. You'll see lots of the same things, but from different angles. So these questions overlap hugely. Think of it like an interrogation in a police drama where they ask the same question, eight different ways, and finally, The perpetrator comes out with the truth. That's how I treat these questions. Uh, The purpose of them is to find the truth. And if the first question elicits truth and the second question, let's say I, I said, what was my mistake? And the mistake was staying on the phone too long with, I don't know, Andrew, when I should have got off the phone and gone and done something else. Because Andrew is troubled, no good comes of talking to Andrew. Fine. You know, I might discover that there's some selfishness there. I might discover there's some self seeking, but honestly, maybe I've already answered the question. Um, You don't get marks for how much you write in step four. Uh, Depending on what school system you've been in, the longer the essay, the more teacher likes you it's the other way around in in recovery if you can keep it simple and brief your sponsor will breathe the, the the most gratifying sigh of relief if you can express it simply if you can express it clearly if you can express it in a few words you can walk all the way around it and get your head round it and get your arms round it it becomes Uh, a manageable problem. So we want to be concise with this. Um, So don't expect there to be a huge amount that comes out of these eight questions. If there are lots and lots of essays, maybe fine. Sometimes people need to write and write and write to get to the truth. But maybe then summarize it very simply so you've got a really clean idea of what went wrong. Uh, So let's look at these eight questions. So the first one is, what were my mistakes? And these can be at the conceptual level, or they can be at the practical level. Um, I've had problems with my internet connection over the last week, Um, and if the other um, organisers could keep an eye on the um, the little microphones and turn off the green ones if you see them. So what's my mistake? Um, One mistake is a conceptual one, believing that my validity as a person on the planet depends on whether I have a stable internet connection. My weird mind literally equates those two. If something in my physical environment is not under my entire control, On a bad day, I take it a little bit personally. It's a sign that I have been defeated. Have you ever had a window that won't close properly and you feel that the window is out to get you? This is a conceptual problem. Uh, What's the practical problem? Um, Someone, What's the practical mistake? Someone showed me this week how to test your internet speed very very simply and the mistake is at times I really should have been doing something else moving around the flat testing the internet speed on 47 different devices 16 times each and recording them on a little piece of paper just in case I need the information I mean I I didn't need to do that (laughs) maybe once or twice just to check something Um, so, so mistakes Treat this very broadly that, that these nets are meant to catch any beliefs, thinking or behaviour that need to change. Um, so don't don't interpret them so narrowly that you're going to miss a whole load of stuff. This is not, as my sponsor refers to it, alkanomics. It's not a scientific. Um, it's not a scientific subject. Um, This is about getting the truth out of ourselves, which is why uh, I, I don't want to be disparaging of other approaches to recovery. But I like these eight questions because. I've never found a situation in my life or the life of anyone I've sponsored where all every single. error. Of belief, thinking, or behaviour is not caught. Those eight questions are adequate for catching what is wrong in any situation that happens to any human being at any point. What have we got? Eight words, nine, depending on how you count the hyphenation in self-seeking. But that's all you need. I you give me a questionnaire with you know 267 questions and I I I emigrate i'm I'm just I'm just not, I'm just, I'm I'm just just not gonna do it Oop. that was the most dramatic feedback we've had that was marvelous um I'm just not gonna do it. You give me eight questions I can handle eight questions, especially when it's pointed out they overlap so mistakes is where was i where was my thinking, my beliefs my behavior wrong What should I have done instead? That's a really helpful thing. If you don't know what you should have done instead, ask a grown-up. A grown-up is someone who is calm and effective and efficient in the area you're, you're having problems in. If they're cheerful, they get things done and it's not a great big production number. You might want to mimic what their belief what their beliefs are, what their thinking is, and what their behavior is. Um, this is not about uh that, that I, I think a lot of recovery is about finding people who are functional and just saying, right, have it your way. I'll do it your way. Um, Tom's sponsor, Terry, talks about how there is hope when you're willing to get well someone else's way. Anyway, so that's mistakes. You know, draw it very broadly. What went wrong? What should I have done instead? Selfishness. Selfishness is where I put my interests above yours. Now, we've got to be. Uh, uh, we've I, Actually, I've just had a question. What's the difference between a thought and a belief? Uh, I'll give you a very good example. Um, a belief. For instance is, unless I have a perfectly functioning internet connection on all devices at all times, it is the end of the world. That's a belief. It's fixed. it just sits there below the level of consciousness. It isn't even within my you know it's not running through my mind like a narrative. It's just there. And every time I lift the lid, oh look, it's still there. you put the lid back on. that's a belief. Thinking is what happens in real time. If you think about those news programs where all of the terrible things happening in the world appear is this ticker running across the bottom of the screen. And it's happening in real time. So thinking is, is what is going through my conscious mind, usually in the form of narratives or stories or words or arguments or... I don't know if you've ever had arguments with someone who isn't in the room. Just practicing how you would explain to them how you're right and they're wrong. Things like that's thinking. Right. So selfishness is where I put my interests above yours. Um, Where this is different for the Anons is. um, okay. so someone in Anon will say, um, so I turned my phone off at night. And the alcoholic couldn't call me. I feel so guilty. I abandoned them. This is where you take the person and you shake them very gently and say, you're crazy. (laughs) Healthy people turn their phone off at night. Um, The the rewording that the alcoholics don't need this rewording. The Anons do. Selfishness is where I illegitimately put my interests above yours, so uh my two basic modes of operation are bulldozer and doormat. Pick one at any point in time i'm you know when I'm having a bad day, I'm either treating other people as slaves, servants, objects, instruments, or obstructions, bulldozer <laughs> straight through, or do what you want. I don't care. Um, So selfishness is where I put my interests illegitimately above yours. It's when I should be putting you first, but I'm not. Again, you kind of, I have to ask an adult sometimes, what is the healthy thing to do here? Where is the healthy line between looking after me and looking after you? The solution to the the Al-Anon problem is not... Well, I'm going to look after myself and everybody else can go and do whatever they want. I still, you know, there are such there's such a thing as a sick parent. There are children. There are response. I have students. There are people I have responsibilities towards. I have a responsibility towards my community, to the society I live in. So being an Al-Anon doesn't mean that I just leave everybody else to drown. It's put your own oxygen mask on first and then help the person sitting next to you. Don't sit reading your book while they're gasping for air once you've got your oxygen on. Dishonesty. Um, And here are some good examples of dishonesty. Lying, withholding the truth, distortion, self-delusion or scheming. Uh, scheming is my personal f- favorite because it gives me the illusion what I, I i have a habit of planning complex situations out in advance i it's not scheming in terms of you know how am i going to defraud the bank of slovenia it, it it it's much more banal it's things in my everyday life it, it it it's wanting to control everything by planning it out in advance and the reason it's dishonest is because I'm trying to, I'm not facing the reality that life is in permanent flux and that the only way to handle it successfully is to be spontaneous. It can be dishonest in the form of uh, trying to get around other people. Like if you can anticipate all the moves when the game of chess is actually played, you get one up on them. So that's three of them. Uh, Someone's just asked, how does one know? I usually feel selfish when I say no to someone uh, saying they have a need. Well, this is this is, uh, as I said earlier, uh, until one has got one has developed one's own sense of it. I've had to ask and ask and ask and ask again. As to where when it's reasonable to say no, when it's not reasonable to say no, that the the question is really uh, what is God's will for me? Uh, how am I going to balance the different roles in my life, plus the need to look after myself? Um, a very helpful document, it's on the blog and it's available from Alanon. on is the detachment sheet. One sheet of paper, two sides. That gives lots of examples about where we do things for other people we should not be doing for other people. And that's a great guideline. Uh, the, the The basic idea that if you want a single idea for that, don't do for someone else what they can and should do for themselves, but do do for someone else what they can't do for themselves, can't or shouldn't do for themselves. Uh, And to remember that I'm not responsible for everyone. The responsibility for people that are in need is shared amongst everyone who is capable. I'm not I'm not a blue light service, as they say. Right. Five more questions. Self-seeking. That's when I'm after something. What's my game plan? Now, we've already, in a sense, answered this. Remember the first three columns from a couple of weeks ago? All of those demands, those expectations, those attachments. We've already found out where we're self-seeking. Maybe just summarize it here. Fear. This is probably the easiest thing. I always think I'm going to lose something. What is it? Or I'm not going to get something I want. What is it? Here's the funny thing about control. Um, I will want uh, a supply to be perfect, even if I don't want the product. But I want to know that if I need the product, I'll be able to get it. I want the shop to be open at all times. Even if I don't need anything from the shop, I see the shop shut, but I panic. Do I need anything from the shop? No. But I want the shop to be open. Control. So fear. What, what was I frightened of? Blame. It's where my behavior contributed to a bad situation. The, again, these questions, you probably already covered that. But sometimes there is a specific moment in a conversation where uh, I realized that I set the ball rolling. I, I, I diverted an ordinary situation into a volatile situation. Now, the seventh question, this is almost as if by magic. Faults is defects of character. This forms the basis for step seven. The eighth question is going to be wrongs. That's the harms I've done other people. That forms the basis for step eight. So the seventh question gives you the material for step seven. The eighth question gives you the material for step eight. Now with faults, that's defects of character. Um, Those are general, general terms for behavior patterns or attitudes. And now I don't make a huge deal of these in my recovery, but it's helpful to be able to name things because it saves time, um, now, sometimes it's hard to get alcoholics to think of any character defects. Sometimes it's hard to get alanon's to stop thinking of character defects. Sometimes you get Al-Anons the other way round, where you know, um, you know St Josephine of the Holy Cross never did anything wrong. It's her family which are the problem. you know that uh, occasionally that happens, but generally, with the anons, my, my my normal response to this list is to say I have 47 character defects, become so overwhelmed and sit in a corner rocking back and forth, wondering if I'm ever going to be better. So I think what's helpful is um, to pick the top three. In other words, the three which were most are uh, prominent in the situation in question, and just looking at the uh, my situation with the internet over the last week, my three character defects—they're probably not even on that list—are um, fretting, obsession, materialism. There we go. You, I pick the three which are most predominant. Uh, most people, in my experience, have most character defects in that they're capable of, most people are capable of most things in in nature, if not in extent. We may not have murdered people, but I don't know if you've ever had a violent thought towards someone else and thought, where did that thought come from? A violent thought is a violent thought. Um, uh, so I have pretty much every character defect. There are a couple. I'm largely spared jealousy. Occasionally, it's a, it's a very, very rare thing for me. I have lots of others. Arrogance, a big problem. Jealousy, not so much. But what I want to know is what are my main ones? And my main character defects overall are arrogance, control, um, punishing other people and, uh, contempt, not attractive. But I know what the worst ones are. And, uh, Wrongs are harms I've done other people. That's something I physically did in the material world which caused someone else suffering um and uh, we're going to cover that much more in step eight later on. There's one more question is rumination and character defect. The interesting thing about you know is something a character defect? It depends whether the trait most things are traits, they're not good or bad, it's how they're used. So, um, uh, someone who is obsessive is a very good proofreader of text. You need to be obsessive to be good at that. However, being obsessive about things which don't need obsession is a character defect. Rumination if you ruminate about God and about how you can fulfill God's will in the world, that's a pretty good thing. If you ruminate about how dreadful you are, how dreadful everyone else is, how the world is going to hell, hell in a hand card, and how there is no hope, um, you know, dreading life one day at a time. That's not helpful rumination. So you look at the results that you're getting. Uh, and when I get to the end of it, uh, a couple, couple more points. Um, So I tend to write about 20 people in my resentment inventory, but those eight questions, I take those eight questions uh, above and apply them in other areas of my life. So maybe I have no resentments about money, about health, uh, about the home, about exercise, about diet, about my relationship with religion. So. I take a sheet of paper for each other area of my life and ask those same eight questions with my attitude to diet, body, exercise. What are my mistakes? Where am I selfish? Where am I self-seeking? Because this has to be a, a thorough moral inventory. So it's got to cover all areas of our lives, which is why these page 67 questions. We've put away the list of the resentments. The the, the resentment list starts this exercise, but it doesn't finish it. And then just to check that I haven't missed anything, are there any other defects, any other harms that I've missed? And if, I, if my mind goes blank and it stays blank for half an hour, I've caught everything. If you think of something else, write it down. Then you're done. By the way, for those of you who like lists of character defects, this document has got a very traditional list of character defects, which... I find helpful, and it's got a modern list of character defects, which are alphabetical. If you like things in alphabetical order, there you go. Um, and there's a third one, especially for us, uh, those of us who are, are a tiny little bit manipulative four or five times a week, there's a list of how I manipulate other people. And I constructed this with a couple of friends who are also excellent manipulators. And um, if you're not sure if you're manipulative, all you have to do is go down the list and see if you do any of those things on the list. And those lists are super helpful. Uh, You ask me, what was your mistake in the situation? And I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. Um, Sometimes I can't ask myself the question. So what I do is I look at the list of character defects and say which of these do I do and I and then I start to say ah okay I'm doing about three quarters of the items on the list now we're clear. Um, Now all these materials are available on the blog the links are going to be posted presently uh, just as other people are sharing so watch the chat box for links. Uh, if you can't deal with the technology. We totally get it. So after this is finished, uh, contact me directly or Osha or Emma or Elisheva. And we'll be able to help you out with the materials. If Let's say you're on a phone and you can you know, the chat thing isn't working. What I'm going to do now is bring some other people in to talk about this. Um, can I suggest... Um, uh, you know, between three and five minutes so that we get a few people in. If you've got less to say, that's fine. If you've got more to say, cap it at five. Um, Emma, would you like to start us off?
1: Sure, I'm just putting a timer on my phone. Um, thank you for that, Tim. That was exceptionally clear. Um, um, I think that part of this is just not to complicate things, um, to be clear. Maybe I should say that about a hundred times. Just stick to what you have to do. Don't add stuff. Um, I'm a great maker of uh, mountains out of molehills. And uh, I found this time when I did my fourth step that it was so exceptionally clear. Plus I had uh, the big blessing of a sponsor going through with me each one where I got stuck. And I think that that, that's a huge blessing when you have that. Um, It's hard looking at some of this stuff. Um, I found I felt a lot of guilt and a lot of fear. and My emotions kind of took over when I started. I didn't want to see myself as selfish or dishonest or self-seeking. Um, I wanted to be selfless and like white as snow and have no issues and be told, yes, it's completely everybody else's fault. But it was really my emotions. And just like my hands and feet are not good devices for detecting my reality. So my emotions are not the best device for, for this. And I have that's why we have our intellect to have a look at these things. So when it says searching and fearless moral inventory, I needed to remind myself that fearless doesn't mean I won't have fear. There will be an emotion. It's just that I don't let it stop me. I do the work. The other thing that really came up with me is the honesty with myself. Um, This is an exercise. And like I said, taking responsibility for my actions, reactions, behaviors, and thoughts. And like initially, I got that quite overwhelmed feeling. And then I pushed past that by praying and praying for willingness and just doing what what had to be done Um, and reminding myself that I can only be as honest as I can be in that moment. And that's okay. I just need to, like I said, do the work, not make it too complicated. Um, Actually, I use this exercise all the time and I find it very helpful to get me unstuck, um, which is awesome Uh, because this framework takes me from fantasy to reality. And uh, so I I can see clearly what's separating me from life. And it shows me that I'm at point A, and I want to be at point B, and I see others at point B, and that it's possible. And I know it's possible. Um, I see people doing that. And this gives me the framework. Um, And I have to remind myself when I'm doing this, that um, I don't want to be this person anymore. And it gives me the opportunity to be who God wants me to be. And how do I do that? I become aware of what's going on for me. And then I can unblock myself with God's help, I can unblock myself and I can do the work and move forward. Um, so the keys I think really that strongly come up for me are thoroughness, willingness, fearlessness and honesty. Um, Herb Kay, um, somebody I've read quite often says on the fourth column that uh, we are not the victim here, we need to move past that, we need to see and accept the truth and slowly As we move past that, we move past the false self and the mass begins to crumble, we see who we really are. And that's really why we do it. And that's pretty much how we do it. And I think that if I don't hide from it and I face up to what's going on for me, it can be, I mean, it's been one of the greatest gifts really. Um, I heard a story the other day and I just gonna finish with that by a a man called Lawrence Kellerman. he says we can't fulfill our purpose in life without knowing who we are. And he described this this story of two men who were in a car accident, and the fire brigade cut them out. And when they cut they out, they have no, they're, they're, it's miraculous. They're, they rush the hospital. They don't think they'll survive. They survive. They put in, they end up in a coma. Six months later, a doctor walks in, and he's checking these two men. And miraculously, the first guy's eyes open up, and then. He's like, wow, this is a miracle. And then the second guy is open, guy's open up, he goes, oh my gosh, this is really a miracle. And they, the first one says, where am I? And the second guy says, who am I? And he says, all I have is, this, we know, there was no ID, there was nothing left in the car, but we have this toolbox was a box of plumber tools, and this was beside you. And this was an electric electrical tools, and this was beside you. And that's all we found. And these are your tools. And I think very much, he didn't make the point on this, but for me very much, it it tells me that um, this is what I'm doing. When I strip away everything and I just have what I've been using, um, they're not good or bad. They're just what I've been using. And when I use a hammer to hit somebody over the head rather than using it for the tool it's meant to be used for, I... I'm in trouble. Like that's that's something I shouldn't be doing. And I know that and it causes me issues. So for me, um, I just have to look at the tools I've been using, see what I've been doing with them, see what what the jobs I've been doing for others that really they should be doing from themselves. And really, the column shows me what's blocking me and how to use my tools, hopefully in future with God's help correctly. Thank you for listening to me.
0: Thank you. Uh, Elisheva, would you like to share?
1: Hi, I'm Elisheva, I'm a member of Estenon and Alanon.
2: Um, so for me, self-seeking opened up a lot for me, even though we had already done it in another column. Um, for me, it clarified what I was after, and I saw that the things that I were after in most of my relationships were friendship, unconditional love, according to my definition of love, and approval, and from there, stemmed all my mistakes and everything else that I answered in this column. My mistakes were that I believed that I needed these things from specific people. I needed these people to love me in the way that I wanted to be loved. I needed the friendship from them the way I wanted the friendship, and I needed their approval. And so it was I had all the course, the same core mistakes in my belief, and then in different relationships, they, they were expressed differently in the behavior. Um, in selfishness and dishonesty, I realized that I was rationalizing a lot, and I didn't realize it. Um, I was exaggerating the other person's behavior, minimizing mine, and with dishonesty specifically, I realized for the first time that I lied a lot. I, I would say to some, let's say, I would say to my husband, "I'm on the way home," when I knew I was going to do one more errand because in my mind I was going to come home. So it was as if it, I'm already doing it, and and I didn't allow myself to see that that's what I was doing. And uh, manipulation came up a lot for me. I would ask questions that I knew the answers to in order to direct the conversation so that I can lead it in a certain direction and get what I want. And, and I was, these were things that I really wasn't aware of because I was lying to myself so much. Um, my fears, it was becoming clear and clearer to me as I was doing the fourth mm-hmm. column that my fears were all around what I was not getting what I had written down and self-seeking and my faults were no big surprise. I I knew what my main character defects were, I just was minimizing and rationalizing them, and so I wasn't taking them seriously, and as I built this awareness of what they were, I was able to recognize when I'm minimizing and rationalizing my behavior, and then pray to God to take it, and then take the opposite action. I'll leave it there.
0: Thank you. Osha, would you like to share?
3: Hi, everyone. I'm Oshare. I'm a grateful member of Al-Anon. Um, I wanted to talk about some of the wording in the big book, which sometimes I can get mixed up with. So um, I, love the, I love the emphasis on this inventory was ours and not the other man's. Um, that, that gave me permission to understand that each human is entitled to have their own character defects. Um, each human is entitled to choose how they spend their time, how they make all of their choices, and it's not mine to dictate. Um, um, and it's also not my job in the world to judge anyone else for anything that they choose or do, um, particularly because I began to realize that I want the freedom to be able to make choices, so I need to be willing to let other people make make theirs. Um, so, how did I disregard the other person entirely in in some cases that was very difficult for me. Tim has some information on his blog about um uh resentments that have to do with uh, undergoing um, you know significant events in life let's say and um and that was very helpful to me um so this is not about saying that the other person was okay. You know, it goes back to the bridge passage that we talked about last week of, of forgiveness, right? But it also goes to um, page 62, where we looked at the passage that talks about stepping on people's toes. Um, the whole idea of scripts that we talked about in step three. So I often have a script for the other person, they don't follow it, you know, and, and this column for me is about looking at my beliefs of why is it okay for me to have a script and why why do I you know who am I to have a script um, and and what are the beliefs or the mistakes that I'm making that are causing me to think that that's okay yet again um, I will say that that um, both as a sponsee and also as a sponsor going through the step I, I I've I've had to go I've been it's been suggested to me to go back and redo parts of the step, um, sometimes as many as eight or nine times. And I've sent sponsees back to do things again as well. And so I just wanna say that it's okay. It doesn't mean that we're doing it wrong. It doesn't mean, it just means that, you know, once again, my ego is clouding me, often with a lot of words, um, as was shared earlier. Um, The list that, that were given here, have been very helpful to me Um, sometimes, as was was shared to kind of go down the list after I've done all the questions uh, on page 67 and then also spend some time on, okay, I don't have a resentment in that area of life, but perhaps I do have some issues there. And um, and to go through the list and, and identify with some of the character defects and see that I do use those, even though maybe they weren't written down elsewhere. And also on Tim's blog, he has a list of spiritual don'ts. I think most of them are probably covered in the list that were provided here, but that was very helpful to me as well. Um, I love how it says to set things down in black and white. So that means that we are supposed to write this. And I say that because I've had uh, sponsees who have said to me, um, um, where does it say in the big book that I have to write it? You know, It's perfectly fine. It's all in my head Um, and it was suggested to me one time that if somebody asked me that to say to them why don't you find it and call me back <laughs> so here's one of those references in the big book that says write down your fourth step um as was shared earlier uh i too am mistaken often many many times a day um i remember that i was taking someone through the steps and i asked him about um forms of insanity that he experiences when we were going through the second step. And he said, well, I haven't experienced, this was an AA, I haven't experienced any insanity since I got sober. And I said to him, wow, you are so much more recovered than I am. <laughs> so, um, you know, my, le- my ego leads me astray of higher power. I'm supposed to be mistaken, that's the essence of being human. Um, and so for, as an, a anon, having compassion for myself, I've just I'm, I'm going to make mistakes, like that, that's the point. We're, later on, God willing, we will in a few weeks get to um, uh, steps eight and nine, where I make amends for some of the harms that I've done people when I've made mistakes, we'll get to step uh, 10 and 11 with reviews every day so that I can catch myself in these mistakes. Sometimes it takes me days of redoing the same mistake over and over before I catch it. Sometimes it takes me weeks. And in this case with with a, a four step every so often, it can even take years and and I just didn't realize that I had been making the mistake. Um and so I I'm, I'm so so grateful for for having the opportunity to open my eyes and ask my higher power later on in the steps as we go through to have them removed because I've I've really personally experienced true tra- change and seen it in other people.
0: Thanks. You uh Would you like to share?
4: Hi, it's Rizy. Um, Thank you all for your shares. Um, for me, also in a similar way to what all of you shared, um, it's it came up as concise, simple, and brief. And this is really what helped me to do to do this column. Um, and I never really wanted to be looked at as selfish or dishonest and self-seeking. And it just it's not me. I didn't like sort of come along with me and it was really hard to just accept that as long as I'm willing to really just get the help I, tr- I need um pray for assistance for God's help and it just it goes easier the more it gets more practical just without getting your whole identity involved it's not um it's not about beating myself up and my sponsor really gave me some very practical sheets just to get it very clear in my mind um just to write up what is actually going on um not without going on uh, writing writing not not to write too much, um, and this way, I feel I'm dedicating my life to God when I do this, I feel like I, i'm living I'm really not I don't want to suffer anymore without um I don't have to go into everyone else's problems and think It's just really what's going on for me in this moment what um what happened or what is happening, what happened then and then to do it to do it daily or um later on in step ten and um I found I found my potential coming back to myself. I stopped lying to myself, which is which came up a lot like um someone else said before about exaggerated. Um this is what I also felt that um I lived my life a lot in exaggeration, like um I always thought I was an honest person, but when it came to doing things I saw I saw that yes, sometimes I do um I do exaggerate or or lie to just make it real for me in my head. Um and it's something I pray for every morning to be able to um, to ask God to remove the dishonesty, to remove the guilt and the self-seeking behavior. Um, and anything else that comes up for me from doing, from that came up for me, anything in the in the days before. Um, and I think also that doing this exercise, the character defects afterwards, did I miss anything out? And later on it came also with the idea of, um, which was also helpful for me to see, like what do I really want in my life? What am I aiming for? I leave it
0: there. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Uh, we've got a question that's come in. How do I distil the facts of the causes in column two when the resentment is with a family member and the resentment isn't one particular thing a person did only once, but rather the same sort of behaviour over and over again? But this question applies both to the second column when we're looking at someone else's behavior and the fourth column when we're looking at our own and this this there's a very simple answer uh is to name the general behavior pattern let's say mean i'm just mean and then give a good example maybe give two good examples so that saves you having to list 47 examples of being mean just a couple will do and it saves it being terribly vague. So if you just say mean with no example, well, that could mean a hundred different things. So if you name the general behavior pattern, give a couple of examples that can help. Um, uh, Davori, would you like to share?
5: Hi, there it's um, uh Thank you for all your shares. Um, I so On a similar note, um, what helped me was, uh, I was terrified to do this. And it was that uh, the big book saying it Fearless, not fear-free. It's about stepping in and seeing that. Um, I personally found it a bit difficult in the beginning. I was like, I'm very good at seeing what where I went wrong because I spent, when things didn't, when I didn't get my demands met, I s- used to spend a lot of time thinking of what I could have done differently, that my demands should have been met. And this was a different way of looking at things. Um, it was very helpful for me to focus on that the in- inventory was mine not the other person's uh coming to my faults it was it was very enlightening for me to see i mean i i would have definitely said very strongly i i am the most honest person i never ever lie and it was to see that i lie and i distort reality nearly all the time was quite um eye opening for me um to see that I struggle with um, character defects that I was just only used to seeing other people was also very, um, was a very new experience. But what I'm seeing now as I take this into my life is that I can't, you know, my spiritual awakening, my spiritual growth only could only start once I knew where I was and I could see myself. I, I think this is encouraged to change that I can't um if I can't I can't grow if I if I keep on thinking I'm at point B and I want to get to C if I'm really at point A because I won't be able to travel from B to C when I'm at A. And as when I could see where I am I could turn to God and say, God help me with this and until there I was just living in some kind of distortion in my head and trying to change while just going round in circles. So this was a big cornerstone for me. Um it was all helpful for me to remember to keep it simple. I had very, very long um pieces of writing for this column. It was it was running out of paper quite quickly until I saw that I could I could write the same thing in a lot simpler and it was starting to see how the same me was coming up and it's the same character defects and the same behaviour patterns which was very helpful for me
0: thank you thank you i've got a couple of things to add on this writing question um unless someone has a phenomenal memory they're just not going to remember the hundreds of pieces of detail which are necessary for the step five so you write it down so the step five is then complete secondly you need the information for step eight if you don't have written step four, you're going to struggle to do a written step eight. Um, Thirdly, I don't know about anyone else. When I write something down, I get clarity that I don't get when I'm running it through my head. And lastly, once it's written down, it looks simpler than it felt when it was in my head. I remember looking at my first complete step four, which was on maybe 10 sheets of paper. And I said to myself, this is the reason I've been so unhappy for the last many years. It can be summarized on a few sheets of paper. Really? I had no idea. Uh, Because when the same thought recurs, it recurs with a different hat. Whereas when it's written down, you realize it's the same thought. So uh, the, uh, the last thing is, uh, I find it's best to have a clear head and to have a clear head. Keep on paper anything that doesn't need to be on your in your head then you can be clear and present and relax. You don't need to remember it in case you forget it. So um, we've got six minutes left. Would anyone like to come in and share if you would or if you even if you've shared already and have something else to add just. Uh, Put a little message in the chat box and then I'll call on you.
6: Hi, it's Riffy. Can I come in?
0: Of course, yes. Fire away.
6: Um, sorry, I'm in the street and somehow it makes me on a speaker. I uh, don't know how to unmute it. I would like to share about my experience, Step 4. of um, all, it took me like two years to do it. So I was a lot in this mud of many thoughts and diff sorry, many variation, many examples for the same plain defective character. So um, it was very eye opening to see how it just it just one thing, just a little defective character. And and I can just deal with that, you know Tackle my whole, not the whole world is against me. Um, Also, um, I would like to share how it affects me um, on a daily basis when I do a mini step for. It it helps me. It helps me to take my part, and yeah, it helps my life to be more serene and connected. I'll leave it there. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And um, Shandy, uh, would you like to share?
4: Hi, it's Shandy. Thank you for everyone's share. It was very, very enlightening and eye-opening. I'll keep it short because I can see the time. I just wanted to share things that came up for me. Um, When I was doing my step four, what came up after doing it again and again and again and again it started getting a bit like just seeing my demands and seeing the same things that come up for me it started getting a bit humorous it took a bit out a bit of the heaviness out of the out of the actual doing it like this is i'm doing this again it just made it it actually was quite funny to see it seriously again it's all about what other people think or it's all about how i'm going to project myself how i look to other people doing the doing the steps in this way brought out so much clarity and honesty and as tim said um, when you see a statue from a different point of view, you're going to see the same kind of thing. are going to overlap, and I really saw that. That it just kept coming up in different ways. Um, that really gave me a lot of clarity. And I think once having done that, having done the first, the first column and the second column and the third column, and then now doing this column, I think it helps helps me for my day to day life when things come up. First, I can see the second column, just the fact. What did they do? My kid shuts something out the window. It's not that I'm, I'm an unworthy mother. It's not that I'm, I'm not, I'm incapable of all. all the backstory that I give myself. This, this threw something out the window. What's my part? There's my demands. There's my dishonesty. There's the stuff that comes up there. But it takes away so much of the drama that I put myself through. It takes away so much of the, of the stories that go on in my mind. So much of that. I don't even hear most parts of them. There's just so much going on in my mind. It's just taking the facts saying it out loud and it's so much easier to give it over, to let go, to to to, to get it out of my head, to pray to God, to to do the right action to move forward rather than sitting in the muck of it. Um it's just been really, really helpful to do it this way. Thank you for listening.
0: Thank you. I'm afraid that's all the time we've got uh for today. Um Uh, So next week, we're going to be looking at the fear inventory.